0: Word Radio on Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. And we are back with Reality Check. I'm Tanya Pendleton, and we are here. Word on Democracy at the White House. Complex. We are broadcasting live from the Eisenhower office building, and we are excited to be here finding out more about the federal government and the Biden-Harris administration. And you've got to stay tuned because, in fact, Vice President Kamala Harris, she will be on today before we conclude this broadcast at 4 p.m. So I know that you are going to want to hear what she has to say. But right now, I am joined by Brenda Mallory. She is the chair of the Council on Environmental Quality. How are you today? I am fabulous. Thank you so much, Tanya, for inviting me to join you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Now, tell us, what does the Council on Environmental Quality do and what do you specifically do uh, in that uh, space? Excellent. So the Council on
1: Environmental Quality is effectively like the main environmental office within the White House and primarily works to both advise the president and to kind of coordinate activities across the government so that all of the agencies are kind of moving in the same direction around policy. Um, And in that role as the chair, I mean, I play the the role of being the intersection with both the the, the president and his team, as well as with the agency
0: leadership. So we know that when it comes to environmental justice, African-Americans are disproportionately disproportionately impacted uh, by environmental concerns. Uh, Flint, the water crisis in Flint, Michigan is one of the ones that comes to mind, to everybody's mind Um, In doing research for this, I found out about Cancer Alley, which apparently is nothing that people in Louisiana don't know. Uh, That is the nickname for the 85 mile stretch of land between uh, along the Mississippi River in Louisiana that people believe uh, is causing problems problems in that area. Uh, and there's flooding in Shiloh, Alabama, based on uh, construction There's flooding into people's neighborhoods. All of these things are really impactful when it comes to environmental justice in this country. How is your office working to address them for African-Americans? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know,
1: starting with um, the, you know, the president, both during his campaign and as well as in office from like week one has prioritized environmental justice and addressing the harms to folks. And I think both he and the, the vice president, it's you know, the agenda is based around a very simple idea, which is all communities deserve to have clean air, clean water, and live in a healthy environment. And so the president set up a couple of different mechanisms at the very beginning of the agenda to make sure that we were getting input from the people on the ground who are experts in the kind of problems that people are experiencing, the the you know, the the different situations that are that people are being confronted with, and trying to integrate that into to the agenda that we set up. And so, you know, it's no surprise that removing lead in um, in drinking water pipes became like a like a number one priority for him. Like he from, again, very early on, uh, you know, focused on getting 100% of the lead out of the pipes because we know the harm that that causes. It's also not at all surprising that there has been a focus in the administration on um, Superfund sites, which are the contaminated sites that are in neighborhoods mm-hmm. and that cause, you know, uh, into communities, either through the groundwater or uh, or just exposure to um, dirt. So I think from the federal level, I think the president is very much like focused on what are the things that we can do that will help uh, affect uh, and actually change some of the conditions that people are living and then creating the partnerships uh, with both the state and the local levels and the other advocates on some of the problems that like we don't control all of the situations, but I think it's important for us to do what we can can, and then try to make it um, uh, easy is not the right word, but try to make facilitate actually working with uh, people in the, the local level to address some of the issues.
0: So, do you partner with other uh, government agencies like the EPA in, in figuring out how to contend with some of these issues? Because there are people who are really, you know, clean air, clean water. Yeah. We had that situation uh, over the summer where the air on the East Coast got really bad. Yeah. Um, these are things that directly impact people their health and their ability to uh, live full lives. So uh, are there specific initiatives that you are working on at yeah. this moment to uh, address these concerns? Yeah. I mean, I think they're just all across the
1: government. Like the first thing that the president did at the be- at the beginning with respect to climate change and environmental justice is to make it a whole of government effort. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that every agency is uh, expected to bring their expertise to the table on how we address these uh, uh, issues and to work specifically to make sure that the um, that the policies that we were in, are putting in place actually impact people on the ground, so again the the you know removal of lead uh, in drinking water pipes is one example. the superfund sites is one example. We have things that are even like focused on um, you know the fact that Different communities have a different level of green space in their communities, and while people have historically thought of that as an amenity, like that's just a good to have, in fact, the g- lack of green space means that the temperature in your community could be anywhere as you know, high seventeen degrees higher than somewhere else. So, in a world of climate change, that kind of impact becomes really important. Um, similarly, you know, in communities that have fewer trees, they also have more flooding. They also have, uh, you know, uh, pollutants that aren't removed from the air from trees. So like one of the initiatives that um, that the secretary uh, of the um, agriculture announced uh, last September was a billion dollars to communities all across the country that are focused on giving people the tools and the financing to increase the amount of green space in their, in their neighborhoods. And that, again, is recognizing the, we have toxins to remove, but we also have planning to do for the future that I think things like tree planting is uh, an example of.
0: I am so glad you brought this up and I'm gonna tell you why. So our new mayor, Sherelle Parker in Philadelphia, Okay. Uh, her biggest initiative one of her biggest initiatives uh as she is just starting her journey as our mayor is to have a cleaner and greener city so while I am not mayor parker uh, so <laughs> it was it's not my job to come to the federal government and ask but it, are there uh Are there resources that she may be able to draw from as she uh, works toward making Philadelphia greener? Yes, absolutely. And the the Department of Agriculture has
1: um, a program that's called uh, Urban Forestry. And that program is the one that has managed the billion dollars that went out last year, but there will be additional funding coming from that. So that is a place for her and other cities to definitely connect. And you know, even apart from um, you know, these are funds that were made available by the Inflation Reduction Act, which is the legislative achievement of the presidents that got us a lot of the climate uh, money that is available. Um, but I think um, programs like the Urban Forestry Program I- existed before the IRA and will exist after the funding there is um, gone.
0: Now, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to so many folks in the federal government today, and I always want to find out what is it that the everyday citizen can do in order to uh, utilize some of these uh, programs that the federal government has in place? Is there something that you are working on or an uh, uh, initiative that you're working with that can be accessed by the ordinary citizen, whether it is uh, to improve sustainability or even if there are community organizations looking for help with challenges in their communities. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think one of the things that we've tried to do in a very intentional way um, is to try to have those connections with the, the the local communities. And so, so for example, if you go to the White House website, there are a couple of very specific sites that help you. Identify the programs and the dollars that are available and how to get them. So on the White House, there's a Clean Energy, which is where the climate uh, dollars, many of the climate dollars, are. There's also like a bipartisan infrastructure law um, a website on the White House site that also will tell you where that funding um, has gone and where it is available uh, again. And then my office, the Council on Environmental Quality, we do a um, we do a newsletter on basically a monthly basis that lets people know what funding is coming up. And the newsletter, again, on the White House uh, site, if you just go to environmental justice, that will give you um, access to that uh, newsletter and the information that we have available.
0: Now, when it comes to um, the federal government overseeing certain uh, businesses, we know that there are businesses that are maybe illegally dumping, or there are businesses that are uh, putting out a toxic smoke into the environment and, and plants and refineries and all these things. We know that there are policies that restrict some of the things that they're doing, but yet these things are still going on. Okay. So, uh, it, how does the federal government measure and work with uh, dealing with these companies and some of the things that they may be doing to that are harmful to the environment? How do they uh, legislate or work on policy to stop it?
1: Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, that's a really good example of kind of the complexity of the issues that we're dealing with. Right. And so when I made the reference earlier on to like, do we own it? Is it a federal program or is it a state program or is it a local program? And so I think the role that we play depends on what is the leverage tool that we have. Mm -hmm. So in some places, it's like uh, upping the enforcement efforts. And if you look at the um, uh, EPA's enforcement agenda during this administration, and particularly as it relates to environmental justice, it's much more significantly focused around these health impacts that you're talking about. Um, But other agencies, their enforcement has to be upped where we have control. Where we don't have control, I think one of the, the big issues that we're trying to do is just to make sure that there's attention put on these things, that people are aware that these things are happening and why they are problematic and helping to provide technical assistance or um, other uh, information that will help people figure out how to address some of these issues is a role that we that we can play as well. And, you know, when I said at the top, the president in his early environmental justice um, executive order created a White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council, which has all of these experts from uh, environmental justice experts from across the country who are actually coming to us with the information that their lived experience has given them about what's most useful? How can we be better stewards of the things we control and help in the places that we, we, we may not control, but we have some influence, like like using our um, influence as the federal government in places that we can. So a lot of work <laughs> to be done, for sure.
0: Now, in terms of one of the places that you have influence, it seems to be on uh, making people or, or trying to encourage people, I should say, to be more mindful when it comes to sustainability, whether that is using... Uh, or, or doing away with plastic bags, or if yeah. it is driving electric vehicles. I know that the Biden administration has a policy on electric vehicles. I believe they want to uh, move toward an electric vehicle future. Maybe 2030 might be a little soon, but somewhere yeah. uh, in the future. Can you speak a little bit about that in terms of uh, particularly sustainability and electric vehicles? Yeah, absolutely.
1: 100%. And, and my office, again, like we have, we manage the sustainability program across the government and the key there is like we talk a lot about leading by example the federal government is trying to get its own house in order when it comes to both electric vehicles or clean energy or you know how we manage our buildings and how we you know electrify those buildings so that that actually not only is a model for others to see what can be done but also helps influence the market right so you know we have a, a real uh, focus on turning our fleets make electrifying our fleets mm. across the federal Government. I think we have something like 650,000 vehicles, some number that's like that. And like, if we are switching to electric vehicles, the market for electric vehicles is going to shift as well. And so, a lot of funding has gone into like our being able to purchase the vehicles, but also the infrastructure so that there are charging stases available, that they are in places that are accessible to people. So, those are just some of the elements that we have um, or steps that we've taken as uh, as far as uh, electric vehicles. I was part of an announcement just a few weeks ago with the Postal Service. Postal Service, another very visible in every neighborhood, in every community. And they are taking some real significant steps towards electrifying their vehicles for not only the health of their drivers, but also the health of all the communities. Electric school buses, (laughs) another very visible thing in every community. And uh, we're seeing dramatic uh, funding that has allowed communities all across the country to electrify their school buses. And so these are Places in which I think we're not only helping by what we're purchasing uh, or facilitating the purchase of, but we're also helping the market.
0: For people who are interested uh, in these issues, where is the best place for them to uh, reach your office or is there a public... uh, facing part of it yeah. that people can access. Yeah,
1: I would say you go to the you know whitehouse.gov, the Council on Environmental Quality, and there you will not only connect with the just the main work that we're doing overall in these areas, but you'll get uh, pointed to the links that will help you on specific issues that you might be concerned about.
0: Wonderful. Brenda Mallory, the Chair of the Council on Environmental Quality, thank you so much for joining us on Reality Check today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.